And the third part of Good Returns TV with Rob Everett, the uh, outgoing CEO of the FMA, we talk about KiwiSaver and Rob gives his uh, explanation of what is value for money when it comes to KiwiSaver fees. So KiwiSaver, a couple of quick mm. questions on KiwiSaver. Yeah. Can you explain to me, you know, we talk about this all the time, value for yeah. money for fees. Yeah. You know, I wrote a piece the other day when I tried to sort of work out from my KiwiSaver yeah. provider if I'm getting value and, and yeah. I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, look, look, it, it is a difficult topic. What we were trying to do with value for money is acknowledge that it's not all about fees. Mm. And you and I have had this mm. argument before. Um, because, um, because, you know, bits of the industry will say, you may not mean it, but what you're driving is a low-cost, passive, index-hugging model, and that can't be good if that's all that exists. Mm. And that's absolutely right. And we're also trying to acknowledge that for a lot of people, the difference between 50 basis points and 60 basis points or 75 basis mm. points, it's not registering in their decision-making. No. A whole bunch of other things are registering in their decision-making, and, and sometimes it's been a challenge to work out what. But increasingly, it's about uh, what are you invested in? What disclosures can you give me about what you're invested in? Um, what data do you give me? Um, what transparency I've got to what you're trying to do with my KiwiSaver fund and what you're actually doing. So value for money was an attempt to say, yes, it's partly about fees and, and returns. Of course it is. It has to be. But actually, for not all investors, by any stretch of the imagination, are we seeing that that's the driving, that's the driving force. Uh, actually, at the moment, more of the driving force is the climate and ESG factors that everyone is talking about. And so we worry about greenwashing and are you really delivering what you said you've delivered? So value for money was an attempt to say, we're frustrated about fees. And so we are going to push hard on fees, mm. but it's not only about fees. Yeah. And so, your value for money may be different from mine. Well, exactly. So the fees thing's interesting because, you know, um, obviously the FMA is not happy. Um, you don't have the ability to regulate around fees. Is that something that you should have, the FMA should have? Well, I'd be, I'd be wary because I don't know we'd be any better at setting fees than anybody else. Mm. And actually setting fees, I think, is a slightly dangerous place to be. Um, so, no, we haven't pushed for that. Mm. Um, what we've done instead is make a lot of noise about we're not quite sure what level fees should be, but we're pretty sure they should be lower than where they are. Um, and actually, the government took the same approach during the default provider review. So, you know, there was some commonality of view there. So, yeah, it's frustrating sometimes to push at something where mm. you actually don't have the ability to say exactly what you think good looks mm. like. Um, but we have seen fees start to move. So I think I think the noise has had some impact at least. So, so you do think that your noises have had some impact yeah. on, on, on yeah. the fees? Well, maybe we flatter ourselves, but we do. Yeah. We do think that, you know, from some of the providers we've talked to, you know, abandoning management fees or administration fees or debating with us what what their fee structure looks like and what's reasonable and not reasonable, um, you know, and we have seen movements down by some of the bigger players. So um, I think we've had an impact, mm. but, you know, so but have you the low cost providers. you want to see more impact? Providers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so fees uh, should be lower. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, now, that doesn't mean every fund has to have the same fee no. or that even every fund has to have a low fee. But where you're charging a higher fee, you value for money, you need to explain, well, why would I pay more here? Yes. Yeah. And, and some of the better performing funds after fees mm. have been reasonably expensive. Mm. So we're not saying you can't charge high fees, but mm. what we're saying is if you've got a passive, low-cost, kind of index-hugging approach, yeah. 
and you're not delivering spectacular returns, why are your fees yeah. at the top end of the range? Mm. And, and, and maybe there's a good reason. But if you've well, not asked a question and you can't show us that you and your supervisor debate that on a regular basis, mm -hmm. then we don't think you're paying enough attention. Mm -hmm. And so going back, you know, there was a great um, KiwiSaver land grab early on and, and the banks managed to hoover up most of the market. Do, do you think that was right? I mean, it seemed as though they were, you know, getting away with things that advisors couldn't do. Well, I, I don't know at the time that it was right, but, but one of the impacts of leaving it there for so long mm. was that you know you built up these enormous mm. you know balances of funds under management and collections of customers you know in the big organizations that didn't seem sufficiently incentivized to be creative and innovative and i do think when the government did its default provider review you know they seem to have been looking for a better balance between smaller more innovative mm. players and and the bigger players mm. that have the resource i suspect at the time i may be wrong there was a sense these players have the experience and the resource and the technology to get this thing off the ground. I think it's a shame, given the markets we've been in, it took you know such a long period before actually it got recast a bit. Um, but I think it, it's in a more balanced shape now, I would say, at least at the default provider level. Yeah, and just finally, leadership in the industry. It's something you've yeah. talked about. How do, you, how do you see leadership in the industry at the moment in financial services? Um, well, again, it varies. Um, I think a couple of the industry associations have done a really good job of bringing people to the table and putting aside their firm-specific hats or their, their entity-specific hats and asking, how do we present ourselves best to the customers? Forget the regulators, the customers. So I think a couple of the industry associations have, have been the channel through which some of the leadership's gone. But I also think in a couple of them, you know, the industry is not quite ready for the industry association to, to lead in that way. And, and therefore, it's going to be incumbent on them, you know, to lead themselves. So um, I think the boards have definitely moved in the right direction. I think some of the management teams, and, you know, you've seen a reasonable amount of turnover in the last few years, just need to understand expectations have changed. Mm. And not just ours, but the public. Mm. And the more we tell public what they have a right to expect, the more the industry is going to be forced to react to, to those demands. So I think it's changing, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to get all of the players in a sector to pull in the same direction because almost always someone's business model actually suits them better just doing it slightly differently. Um, and so you get that fragmentation very quickly. But yeah, I, I keep telling the leadership of the industry that you know, they are the influencers and if they're not, they shouldn't be in the jobs. And part of the influence is to make it more customer oriented and, and for that not to just to be a glib paint it on the wall thing, but actually how people get rewarded and are promoted and, the, and it's the leaders that can drive that. Mm -hmm. No, thank you for that. We'll leave it at that. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. I know that um, you're showing great leadership here at the FMA and, and the organisation oh. certainly changed um, over the years you've been here and, and all the best for the future. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Thank you.